Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Rebound Halliburton, three seconds to go. Drives to the wing. Nemhorn away. Coming up on NBA Today, the Lakers, they were shocked at the buzzer. We break down everything that went wrong for them in the fourth quarter. We're slicing up some blame pie. Plus, our friend Kendrick Perkins, he would say KD, Booker, and Porzingis, they each had a 40-piece wing dinner. Full highlights from their big nights. And Zion, he played in his 100th game of his career last night. So we count down the top five plays of his career so far. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. Before we get to the Lakers and Pacers insane finish last night, we start today's show with an injury update. Our Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that Carl Anthony Towns will be out for four to six weeks with a right calf strain. He suffered the injury in the Wolves game against the Wizards last night. And Woj will be joining us shortly with more reporting on that. But for now, let's head to Crypto.com Arena, where the Pacers, they were in town to take on LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. So, Chinea Gumake, the Pacers, they trailed by 17 points in the fourth quarter, but not so fast. Yeah, uh, this is a young team that is hungry, and when you give them opportunities, I mean, look at how many people are diving on the floor for the loose ball to create easy baskets. The Lakers have a stout defense, but it's really in the half court. In transition, I think they feed off of it, but you saw TJ McConnell's face. <laughs> right. He's built for those type of plays. Well, and at this point, 7-0 run. Just kidding. Now it's a 10-0 run. Dun, they dun, cut dun. the lead to 7 43.6 to play. Pacers down just two. Tyrese Halliburton. Who easy of a look to tie up the game. And then on the other end, LeBron James drives, gets the finish to take the lead. So the Pacers, 8.7 seconds left to go here. Inbound the ball. Miles Turner gets it in. Halliburton looking. Oh, missed by the Turner. Another opportunity, and guess what? The find right here to Nemhard. My <laughs> goodness. Let the dog pile celebration commence. The Pacers win 116-115. Did you know it was good when you let it go? Yeah, low-key. Low-key, it felt good coming off my fingers, for sure. At first, I was just going to rise up and shoot it. And four seconds is a lot of time. So I took two more dribbles, and I wanted to throw it to Buddy, but I knew if I threw it to Buddy, that there was going to be a hard contest from AD. And when I went to kick it, I saw LeBron like in the paint, and then it was like kind of a read. And Bron took two steps, I'm throwing over the top to Ben. But he was late, so I just fired it to Drew for the game. I mean, what a shot. It's Look at this. Look at the look on their faces. I, I love that. We, we heard from the players that were involved in the play that won the game, but what did you see on that play? Like one of those moments as a hooper that you grow up and you're like, I wish I could win in this right. circumstance, and that's exactly what you got. The Pacers, though, they are a sneaky good team, and they mm. showed the basketball world that exactly last night. That the Pacers, they were pretty much going for the win in that light, late game situation because they had their top five three-point shooters on the floor in that play. That should have given us a little bit of a hint, but let me break this down real quick. So if you see this right, 
right here, they have great shooters all over the floor. These two guys give you 36 points per game, Matherin and Heald, but they really want this guy, their post player, right. to get the final shot for the win because you have so many great three-point shooters. And by the way, he shoots about 40%. How are you going to make that happen? Well, you're going to set two up screens that allow curl cuts to free him open. So as we see those cuts happen, those two up screens, you even notice this forces the Laker defense to really switch. Look at what Anthony Davis is doing. He's like, hey, you see his arm out there? Mm. Switch, switch. But the communication was not on point. And guess what? They're overreacting. And that leads to a big time attempt. Now, let me tell you, this is a three-point shot that's you know, the best look you can potentially get. Long shots, Malika, mean long, long rebounds, right? So I think AD and LeBron, if you look at them right here, they should be in position to get this rebound. Right. But it really comes off like a bullet off the rim. And this is when things get fun. I want you to look at Andrew Nemhard and also the hustle right here from Tyrese Halliburton. This is a live play. And the awareness, the basketball IQ for both of them to be, you know, really in the moment. You see Nemhard, he goes in, but he finds himself outside of three. You see Halliburton, he does what he's done best in the NBA so far. What is that? Well, I'll show you right here. One, two, three. Three guys reacting, and then we just talked about that vision because he sees LeBron James here, right. which means, let's move that over here, my shooter on the weak side should be open. And so he finds, by the way, after all that shenanigans, he finds, let me tell you right here, their best percentage three-pointer. Wow. What a read by Tyrese Halliburton. It's it's amazing, and guess what? Like, I think that's, that's all she wrote. <laughs> 0.9, 0.9 seconds when he caught it. Just a little Barely. time. And that's the best thing about it. It's like no time to think, but just to release right. muscle memory. LeBron with an excellent closeout, but this is one of the sneaky good aspects of the Pacers. They all can shoot, and they went for the win. Why? you got nothing else to lose when you're in this that situation. And with all the subplots of that game that we talked about yesterday, this was so impressive from the Indiana Pacers. I, I feel like we got to give Tyrese Halliburton just a little bit of love. How many assists has he had over the last three games, Shanae? Uh, 40, shorty. And he's had... Zero turnovers to go with that. I mean, absolutely impressive. Tyrese Halliburton, he leads the league in assists. The, the Pacers, they make the third most threes in the NBA. So why go for the tie when you can shoot your shot for the win? 100%. That's what you said. <laughs> you can shoot your shot. So Nemhard's first career buzzer beater was the culmination of a comeback that just it doesn't happen in the NBA, especially to a LeBron James team. This was just the second time in 405 games that a LeBron team blew a 17-point fourth-quarter lead. You see, it, it doesn't happen very often to Lakers teams either. And L.A., they also became the first team this season to lose after being up by 17 in the fourth quarter. So here are the Lakers on their collapse. Up 17 early in the fourth, what did you think was the biggest reason for Indy coming all the way back? We made some big shots, you know. Everything has to go wrong in order for you to lose a game like that, and everything went wrong. You know, they, they took the game from us. Wow! I wish we would have been a lot more aggressive and also continue to be organized and move the ball. I think overall, uh, you know, we just got to do a better job. That falls on me. I'll take, I'll take responsibility for that. It's on us players, too, to go out and execute, watch film tomorrow and kind of figure out what happened. So, everybody is taking the blame for the loss, and everyone is going to weigh in on this one. Vince Carter, Zach Lowe, Kendrick Perkins, and Shanae. Perk, usually you, you, you lay out your feelings in a tweet, and you tweet about it in the moment, but yesterday it was, it was just no words for you. You just tweeted a, a photo, this, with the glasses. <laughs> so let's start with you. Who is the most to blame for no. this Lakers loss? Well, I mean, you know what? I can't point the finger at Darvin Ham. I can't point the finger at Russell Westbrook. I got to go at LeBron James on this one. And here's why, right? 
we talk about who is the best player on the Lakers right now, and that is Anthony Marshawn Davis. We're talking about a guy over the last six games that is averaging 32, 16 points, and shooting 62% from the field. And so when I look at last night collapse, I'm thinking to myself, how in the hell did Anthony Davis only shoot two shots? Why didn't LeBron James take control and go to the point guard position and force feed Anthony Davis? We've been waiting on this version of Anthony Davis over over the last couple years mm. asking for him not only to be a top five talent but in the conversation as a top five player and I think it's time that LeBron James not halfway but all the way give him the keys to the car and I thought last night it wasn't on Darvin Ham it was on LeBron to say you know what AD take us home I'm mm. going to put us in sets to force feed you the ball we're going to slow down the tempo and you bring us home big fella well that kind of reminds me of a conversation that Matt Barnes and Vince Carter and I had yesterday where you guys wondered a whether or not LeBron James and Anthony Davis could hit their stride at the same time. And that was so important for them in 2020. They needed that to happen in order mm -hmm. to win a championship in the bubble. And so I was chatting with our stats guru friend, Matt Williams, and he told me something shocking. I actually, I want to show you all the final three minutes of Anthony Davis in this game. Um, he was really not involved at all. So let's go ahead to 2.50 left to play here. The Lakers are up by six at this point. Davis, he, he brings the ball up the court. Watch him here, passes, turnover. Anthony Davis, Matt told me, he touched the ball for a total of 10 seconds in the final three minutes. Two were inbound passes, Cheney, and no two were passes. 10 total seconds yeah, that's, in the final three minutes. That's not a recipe for success at all for the Lakers. And we said it before yesterday, and I was saying like, oh, you know, you want him to demand the ball? No, you need to feed him the ball because he's bringing the ball up in that situation and those turnovers happen because you're not fully engaged. You need to feed him in the moments that he's an advantage for you and not just say, oh, well, here, take it. Like, this should be the priority, getting Anthony Davis to play his best brand of basketball alongside LeBron. Not when LeBron is out, but when those two are together, they need to know that AD comes first just because schematically he's most important for you to really have a shot alongside LeBron to win a championship. Or not even win a championship, y'all, to like get in the play-in, playoffs, the Pacers and to win. Night, right? Like I mean, Vince, this is your entire yeah. point yesterday. Yeah, and Sinead, to add to that, he's playing great basketball right now, so why not play through your hot hand? But yes, Malika, we, talk about, we talked about this yesterday with Matt Barnes. Can they coexist together and play great basketball? Yes, and understanding how important this pecking order needs to be. Yes, LeBron was the pecking order. Well, that pecking order is starting to change or needs to change, and you need to allow Anthony Davis to be the top of that pecking order. And for LeBron, he just has to have patience with this. Mm -hmm. You have to let him succeed and fail. You know, you can't break glass in the case of an emergency immediately. You kind of have to sit back and say, okay, we're playing, we're in this situation, 17-point game, now we feed our guy. He's our closer. He's that. So I think LeBron just has to have some patience and allow this to happen and manifest. If not, you're going to see more touches and you're going to see Anthony more touches for LeBron and Anthony Davis tend to fade away again because he's not involved. Ten seconds of touching the ball in this type of situation, unexcusable. Zach? 
It's worth noting there was another team on the floor last night who's four and a half games ahead of the Lakers. Yes, Maybe sir. we should give the Pacers a little bit of credit for winning the game instead of just blaming the Lakers. They made six threes in the fourth quarter. But look, when you blow a 17-point lead, you saw the stats before you played them. Everything goes wrong. No one is blameless. And for the Lakers, the half-court offense was slow. LeBron took bad shots. Russ missed a few open guys on passes. Things were disorganized. And the defense, this is with three minutes left or so in the game. Two straight possessions. No one takes Miles Turner in transition. Everyone's shrugging. Oh, boy, hits a three. These are the plays you forget about down the stretch. The the same thing happened. Then we have Anthony Davis. We saw this before. Why is he bringing the ball up? Why are four guys near each other at half court? What are you even doing? And then right after that, here we go again. After another miss, transition, things look okay. Oh, everybody just runs away from Andrew Nebhart like he's not even there. Like those three possessions happened in a span of 45 seconds. <laughs> That's not a serious basketball team doing those things. You can't do that and be a serious contending basketball team that's trying to have discussions like should we trade all our first round picks to try to make ourselves a contender? You can't even match up and transition defense in the fourth quarter twice in a row. That's not a serious team. You got to be better than that. Maybe we should start I should stop saying the Lakers game and call it the Pacers game. But Here's the deal for L.A. The Lakers schedule, it just gets tougher over the next couple of weeks. The team gets to embark on a six-game road trip. Uh, yeah, it starts in Milwaukee. Uh, that includes five games against teams with winning records, and the Lakers in return home. They face the league-best Celtics and the Ooh, Nuggets. Wow. It does not get easier. <laughs> Still to come on NBA Today, three players went off last night. They all dropped 40. Those performances and highlights coming your way shortly. And last night, we also we had a return of one Mr. Joel Embiid, but did it result? in a win. We will show you highlights from that game as well. Plus, Zion, he put on a show in his 100th career game. That's just minutes away. And it was seven years ago today, the icon himself, Kobe Bean Bryant, announced his plans to retire. So that got us thinking, who's the greatest Laker of all time? But it's not up to us to decide on that. It's up to you. Take up your phones. Scan that QR code that's on your screen right there. Kobe, Kareem, Magic, Shaq, Jerry Westerlook, whoever you think the Lakers go to is, cast your vote. And we're going to reveal the results later in this show. Who you got, Shanae? You're going to cast your vote? Uh, no, I want to see what the people say. I want to see what we got to give the people. people. That's like <laughs> yeah. what they want. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Today is Giving Tuesday, a global day of giving, and it's also the start of ESPN's V-Week when we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. You can make a difference today by supporting cancer research, which is needed now more than ever. If you're able, give now at v.org slash donate. A hundred percent of your donation goes to cancer research. Carl Anthony Towns suffered a non-contact injury to his right calf muscle last night in Washington. You can see him turning to run down the floor, then reaching back to grab his calf. Cat needed help getting to the locker room. And today, our Adrian Wojnarowski reports that he has a right calf strain. And earlier today, Cat tweeted, just another chapter, Jackie's son will be back soon. Our senior insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, joins us now with more news on Carl Anthony Towns. Woj, what, what can you tell us about Cat's injury here? Yeah, Malika, timeline I'm told on a return for Kyle Anthony Towns is four to six weeks. You know, so the expectation is he'd be back uh, sometime in January from this right calf strain that the team identified last night in Washington shortly after he was helped off the court. Uh, they identified that it was uh, not an Achilles injury, which was certainly the fear initially whenever you see that kind of non-contact injury and then a player reaching back uh, as if somebody kicked him uh, in the back of the leg. Uh, you know, we have seen certainly many instances where that turned out to be an Achilles. Uh, certainly, fortunately for Minnesota, for uh, Towns, that's not the case. And this is an injury that gets him back uh, in the first half of the season. And now for Minnesota, uh, at 10 and 11, they've lost three straight. An opportunity now for Naj Reed, for Kyle Anderson uh, to play increased minutes, you know, for a team. Uh, that brought in Rudy Gobert in the offseason and has been trying, you know, to figure out uh, how to build an offense around Towns, Gobert, and, of course, Anthony Edwards. You have to imagine that at least to some degree the Wolves are breathing a sigh of relief here. Woj, thank you so much. Absolutely. I do want to bring our full panel back. Minnesota is 17-47 and 47 in the 64 games Cat has missed throughout his career. The Wolves are currently below 500. They sit in 10th place in the West. So, Perk, I want to start with you here. What's the impact, do you think, beyond those numbers of Towns being sidelined for a little over a month here as Woj is reporting? Well, I mean, you, you can't replace an all-star caliber power forward and call Anthony Towns. You can't. But what you can rely on is Anthony Edwards, okay? Anthony Edwards is going to be the best version of himself. And there's no knock, you know, against Carl Anthony Towns. And we hope that he comes back, gets there a better team with him. But I'm expecting big things, okay? Not things, big things <laughs> out of uh, Anthony Edwards right now. I expect him to elevate his game even more. I expect a couple 40 pieces off. Flats, mm. spicy, lemon pepper, whatever you want to call it. I also expect Rudy Gobert to elevate his game. He has not been the same since he arrived in Minnesota. And I'm not just talking about him going out there and having a couple 20 or 25-point nights doing his, his job rolling to the basket offensively. I'm talking about on the defensive side of things. Getting back to that defensive player of the year type caliber player that he was. Uh, he has to elevate this game. So I do think the Wolves are going to be okay. I think that these guys are ready for the moment, especially Anthony Elvis. Zach, are you serving up some spicy lemon pepper wings for the Wolves too? Yeah. How 
How am I supposed to follow all the wings <laughs> and Rudy Gobar in the same answer? How am I supposed to follow that? Look, um, the Wolves are 10 and 11. They've been mostly miserable this entire season. They've lost three in a row after a five-game win streak that came against injured teams. They need to get right, and this will delay their progress in getting right when they have their full group learning how to integrate Gobert and Towns. That's the long view. The short view is, look, if you trade for Rudy Gobert and you have Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell, you should be able to stay afloat pretty much just fine for three, four, five weeks, six weeks without Carl Towns. It's going to hurt. You don't have the margin to take another injury, but they have the talent to stay afloat. I'm not saying they're going to go on a win streak, but they have an identity they can pivot to, stay right in the playoff race, and get ready to bring Carl Towns back when he gets back. But long term, this team needs to figure out its identity, and this delays that process. Vince? For me, I say yes. I agree with Perk. With Anthony Edwards gets the chance to do his thing. Maybe the floor is open just a little bit, but let's look at some of the other things. Anthony Edwards and Gobert, their rapport together hasn't been great. Anthony Edwards has given the ball less than Donovan Mitchell did to Gobert to score the basket. So let's let's see how that works because defensively, Perk, you said you want to see him get back to that. But you know, Perk, just like you as a defensive player, every now you every now and then you want your guys to give you a bone and get you involved offensively to make you feel good sometimes and get him involved early in the game to make him feel good defensively. That's when that big man wants to get out of the way and say, you know what? I'll give you that lane. Let me go get the rebound so I can yep. dunk the ball. So let's just see how that works in that mm-hmm. aspect because, yes, Anthony Edwards can get his shot anywhere on the floor, but he's going to need that big fella either to get out of the way to give him some more driving lanes or to play well in absence of, of, of Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, how do you follow Perk, Zach? I just want to hear you say thanks. Can you say thanks? Oh, I want to hear that. Thanks. So, Perk, yeah. you were saying you want to see Anthony Edwards have some 40-piece chicken winner thanks, right? That's what, that's what you need from him? All flats. All yeah, flats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all flats, yeah, lemon no pepper thing. style. No. Yeah. yeah, all flats. All right. So, Ann Edwards, he's averaging 22.6 <laughs> points per game this season. So, I'll do – I'll try. I'm going to try to do my best big Perk impression here. There were three spicy 40-piece wing dinners handed out last night. How did I do? You did all right. You did no thanks. You did no Devin Booker, he dropped 44. Chris Dapps for Zingas and Kevin Durant. Let's start with Chris Dapps for Zingas. The Wizards, they're taking on the Timberwolves. Let's go to late in the second quarter. The Wizards are already up big in this one, but for Zingas, handles the ball. Shoots the three. Okay, you're here for this deep cut analysis since Zach is here. Actually, this is Cheney. Ever since he's had the beard, he's been balling different. I mean, let's just be real here. Knocking down threes, he's averaging about 21 points for this Wizard squad, number two under Beal. But it just seems like he's found his rhythm, his mojo, and most importantly, the question that really was the big thing over his career was, you know, is he going to stay on the floor? He's been there, and he's been aggressive, and he's been his best self. So that beard is balling. Not to mention 29 points in the first half of career high. Oh, get out of the way. You see that? You see that push? Okay. And one time. That's my favorite thing to say. The Wizards, they go on to win this one. Let's keep it pushing and take a look at the He's like, Venus don't do that. Suns don't touch my hair. We're not the only Devin one. Booker. Oh, no. That's a hard no for me. It's a hard pass. Uh-uh. <laughs> Devin Booker drives, gets it in off the glass there, taking on the Sacramento Kings in this one. Bangs and Kangs. Okay, Devin Booker, every year he makes me feel and I love that. Look how excited he is about, oh, I don't know if we see the reaction, but, like, I was watching this and turn around, nice little pump fake. 
Get take the contact, finish, and then there's a flex a little bit. Okay, we see you. But every year he forces his way into the conversation of should we be talking about him for most valuable player? Well, Perk, did you see his list? Uh, no, I didn't. Sorry, Perk. My bad. <laughs> well, we'll get into his list. The Phoenix Suns, they go on to this one. 44, behind. 8, and 6. Okay, 44 we see you. from Devin Booker. And then there's Kevin Durant. The Nets needed every single one of his 45 points to lift oh, them over the Orlando <laughs> Magic. Uh, no, that's a fact. And, like, I love how once in a while he just reminds you who he is. And this guy is an assassin. I know people say sniper, easy money sniper, in the in the mid-range. I mean, look how he's shifty. We've never seen, I think, was it Giannis that says we've never seen this combination of his skill set? We all know this, but the professionalism to keep showing up and get this team on track, look at that, unguardable in that deep corner, even when the help comes. Every time Orlando made a run in this game, Kevin Durant had an answer for them. I mean, look at this, reads the pick and roll, uses that left, pull up, that mid-range is just straight money, tween, 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 cross behind the back, pull up. Like, at some point, you just realize, you know what, if he has it night, it's just better. It's just better for them. 45-7 and 5 for Kevin Durant. And I loved when he said afterward, I, I, I knew when I woke up that I was going to yeah. put that up. All right, still to come on NBA Today, our panel grades Zion's first 100 games in the league. Plus, we're also going to relive his top five plays thus far. So don't miss that. Also, the process, it resumes. Joel Embiid returned to the lineup last night against the Hawks. So we break down what the Sixers superstar did on both ends to secure the win. And... Remember when the Miami fan hit the half-court shot for $75,000? Mm-hmm. Well, it happened again last night. Here from the winner, what an awesome moment for that young man. We'll be right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to NBA Today. Zion Williamson was in action in his 100th game of his career last night when the Pelicans were taking on the Thunder. So let's head there now. You can see Zion Williamson there getting hyped for the game. Early in the first, we see Zion here in the corner. Watch him. Oh, that is what he does. Oh, yeah. Two-level, two-foot dunk machine. Nice find from Jose Alvarado. And then look how many defenders have an eye on Zion here. Spins. Gets the friendly Everybody. touch. Everybody. I mean, th- this is one of the things where he can score, but also he can facilitate. That's a cool aspect of his game as well. Well, and then later in the second quarter, Zion. <sighs> that rip through was me. No one went, like, the help came, but then I think they made a business decision or maybe even a life decision. It's like, okay, I'll just stay out of the way with my arms. A little bit of business, a little bit of life. It's all good. 
three. Can't quite get it to go there. Don't worry. It's not fair. Zion is there to clean it up. With the left, look at that. And his, his teammate was like, oh, it's okay. You can take that. You can take that. Look, it's beautiful. Zion and just really does all night. I was waiting for that. Thank you. I wanted the and one, Oh, son. man. And what was that, Lou Dort? That's not an easy man to push. Absolutely not. The Pelicans, they beat the Thunder 105-101 behind Zion's 23 points, eight assists, and eight rebounds in this one. Here's Zion after the game. It's been a long journey. Um, would I have liked the journey to have gone like that? Absolutely not. I wish I could have played every game. But at the end of the day, I'm still grateful that I went through that. Because it helped me realize a lot mentally, spiritually, and just uh, growing as a man. So for me to, f to finally hit 100 games, uh, I didn't even think about it, but uh, that is a big milestone because this journey has been, I think, this is, I'm on three coaches. Uh, this is the first year where the locker room has looked somewhat the same players-wise. Um, so the thing I can take away from that is it's just good to kind of have just steady people around me now. So when Zion and I sat down at the beginning of the season, he shared a similar sentiment with me. He told me that everything that he's been through, it's culminated in this new appreciation for the game. But he added that he'd be lying if he said he'd be satisfied with anything less than a championship. But if he keeps playing like this, that certainly could be in the cards because Zion has piled up the points during his first 100 games, scoring 2,524 of them. That's the most points by a player through 100 games since Michael Jordan in the mid-'80s. And Zion has scored almost 1,900 of those points in the paint. The only player to do that in any 100-game span over the last 25 seasons is Shaquille O'Neal. And Zion played in his 100th game 1,257 days after being drafted. John Morant, who of course went to the pick after Zion, has played over twice as many games. Kevon Looney, he played over 100 games last season alone. So there's a lot to digest here. There's also so many good moments for Zion that it's hard to narrow it down. But we, we tried to take a look at what we think makes the cut as the top five plays of his Ooh, career. I'm excited today. for this. So number five here. This is 2020. Oh my goodness. I mean. That's not even volleyball. <laughs> like that's out of bounds twice over. I mean, heck of a spike on that one. And it's with the left. People don't understand how hard it is to use, like, coordinate a midair shot. Oh, well, I couldn't do it with the right. So then January 17th, 2021, Ooh. just a ferocious. So I told you before dunk. about that rip through, but the counter move is right there. The rip through, jab, cross, dunk, special T by one Zion. Oh, yes. I love the reaction. reaction. <laughs> it's so good. All right, and then March 2020 now, you have Lonzo Ball. Watch him here. Throws oh, a yeah. deep. Alley hoop to Zion and fast forward about 90 seconds and guess what? what? Oh my goodness! Spoiler alert: They do it again. Bam! That's just that's just like running the sidelines the way you like run the football as like a <laughs> tight end or a receiver. And then you have February 2020. Giannis, Zion rips the board away and draws the foul on the. What, what is the level of difficulty on that? Um, near impossible because he's like Giannis is the one player that you could probably never outwill on a possession. But right. Zion did it right there. Okay, and then number one, it was the debut. Zion against the Spurs catches fire from the outside, four or four from three, 22 points for Williamson in this one. Had Look to, to me, that. he was the representation of the new age of basketball star. Right. 
superstar in making, and he's delivered so far in 100 games. And we get to see even more, of, you know, knock on wood that he continues to stay healthy because he's been so much fun to watch this year. So those are the best plays of Zion's first 100 games. If you've been paying attention, though, to Pelican's post-game press conferences, you might have seen this. Uh, he gives a grade for himself at times when a reporter asks, well, what would you grade yourself? And he gives them a couple times. So I, I want to ask all of you, Zach, since you actually were a teacher, you have actually handed out grades. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm going to start with the host of Cheat Sheet Act. Oh. What, what grade are you going to give? Okay. I think Zach well, might be a hard well, grader. That's well, before what I think. we go to the history teacher, I'm going to give an A-. minus Because okay. when he's been out there, he's been really dominant. And if you think about it, he's on pace this year for 61.5 games played because I believe he's only missed five. He's played in 15. That means total 20, which means pace for 60. That's the mathematics. I know we're going to history in a sec. So I would give an A- minus just because when he's out there, he upgrades this team so much. They already have a tremendous foundation. We all know the Pelicans or someone, like I said, the Pacers are sneaky good. This team is actually good. It's no longer a surprise. And Zion, if he's able to be out there for 60 or so games, mm. that year that he played 60 games, he was an all-star. He's in that caliber when he's available, and he's been exactly that. So Zion, we're happy that he's healthy, and yep. he's, he's himself. Like, that's the one thing we ask, for him to be himself and be a professional, and he's delivered. I want to be in Miss Janae's class. An A-minus, I like that. Perk, what do you got? Theater. Drama. <laughs> I'm I'm going with a B. I'm going with a B plus. I mean, he's box office, right? He's delivering every time the cameras are on him. He's never failing as far as the highlights and everything else. The only knock that I have on Zion with that athleticism, that size, and that strength, I want him to be a better rebounder. Like he has to be touching double figures or more every single night. He's too strong. He's too athletic. Outside of that, he's the most dominant player right under Giannis in the game today. So I'm give him a B plus. All right, A minus, B plus. Professor Lowe, what do you got? I'm going incomplete because oh. <laughs> we have not seen nearly everything that Zion has to give us yet. He's barely scratching the surface of what he can do. He hasn't been peak Zion yet this season. And we haven't seen that much because of all these injuries of Ingram, McCollum, mm. and Zion together. And that has scary potential, especially considering the Pelicans have a lot of draft picks to trade. So I'm going incomplete. We got a lot of untapped upside to get to. Here's to 100 games, the next 100 happening in way less time than the first 100 did. Stay healthy, Zion. See, I, I knew Professor Lowe wouldn't disappoint. Vince, what do you think of Zach's grade there? I'm, I'm with Zach, man. I'm with him. And I come from a family of all teachers as well. So I understand the grading scale. And my family uh, of teachers were tough on grading. And I give them an incomplete for the simple fact of what Zach said. And I agree. There's more. There's untapped waters for him. And he's been great when he's on the floor. Want him to stay healthy and continue to dominate. Let's see what he does at the end of the season. And he's going to get that A from me after that. A minus, B plus, incomplete, incomplete, and we'll see what the next 100 games hold. Uh, one sort of grading that our viewers are doing right now, one of the most spirited debates that exists in the basketball world is who's the greatest Laker to ever don the purple and gold. So it is your turn to grade. It is your turn to cast your vote on the matter. Get your phones out. So you can see the QR code. It's right there on your screen. Who is the greatest Lakers player of all time? Is it Kobe? Is it Kareem? Magic? Shaq? Jerry? You get to pick, and we will reveal the winner, the winner in a matter of minutes. There's the QR code. Get your phones out now. Here, I'm getting my... What's your password? Snap. Your uh, Just kidding. <laughs> I was like, 
like, I'm gonna do it. It's a zero, 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 zero. Yeah. One, one, one. Are you one of those zero, 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 zero? Absolutely no, not. I'm the one people. has like alphanumeric passwords yeah. that are like have a little bit. 50 letters long. Right, exactly. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joel Embiid made his return for the Sixers last night in Philadelphia against the Hawks. Let's go there now. Oh, man, I've been you guys know that Embiid is one of my favorite players, but look at that. Like, it just felt like the Hawks, even though they do have rim protectors, they just weren't enough. They had a huge lead in this game, and then Joel Embiid bullying his way gets it in off the glass there. Pump fake, but this is what I love, the midi, right? Like runners midi, you're gonna see multiple of them. I think that's the real aspect that he's worked on his game. He's like, if I'm gonna get double teamed, but I wanna get an easier way to score, let me just stay around the elbows in the mid range. Let's go ahead to the first, fourth quarter here, just under a minute to go, same score. Joel Embiid. Look at that, cuts it to one. That was easy, like it just spread the floor and then this was the big bucket right here. 20 seconds left, everyone in front of him, ISO. And then going ahead here to just over 10 seconds to go. Same score. Trey Young tries to find John Collins. I've watched this multiple times. I was like, who was Embiid guarding? He was just playing Rover. Joel Embiid breaks it up there. He finishes with First 30 points, volleyball. eight rebounds, seven assists. Sixers go on to win 104-101. Take a listen to the players on this final play. Trey at mid-floor, being defended by House. Trey on the lob. It's broken up. Philly basketball. Gobbled out by the big fella. Welcome back. Then, you know, I just tried to play kind of mouse game where I felt like, you know, I had him thinking that he had a wide open love, uh, while at the same time, you know, I knew I was giving that space for a reason. Sucks because that's the game. This is a game of inches, and he, he, he just hit it with his fingertips. As the best player on the team, you want the last shot, and you want to be able to make the last plays uh, to make sure that your team wins. So Embiid has dominated during his last five games played, going for 39 points, almost 10 rebounds, seven assists per game. Embiid has scored at least 30 in all five of these games, the third longest streak of his career. So it's time now to do a little full court press for some injury updates around the NBA. And joining us now, we have NBA reporters Tim Bontemps, Ohm Young Masuk, and Jamal Collier. Let's stick in Philadelphia to start. Tim, James Harden, he's been out since suffering a right foot tendon strain. On November 2nd, Tyrese Maxey went down with a small fracture in his left foot. That was November 18th. So what's the latest on the recovery timelines for the two Sixers guards here? 
Well, Malik, as you said, vibes are good in Philadelphia right now. Won seven of their last nine games, most of those without Tyrese Maxey and James Harden. And reinforcements are on the way for the Sixers. James Harden, who, as you said, has been out for the better part of this month with that foot strain. He should be back sometime in the next couple of weeks. There's a chance he could come back on this upcoming three-game road trip. The Sixers are in Cleveland Wednesday, Memphis Friday, and Houston on Monday. And then they start a two-week-long road trip starting next Friday at home against the Lakers. I think by then, James Harden should be back on the court playing for the 76ers, giving them a boost on offense. As for Tyrese Maxey, he's still sidelined with that foot fracture. As you said, he's supposed to be reevaluated this weekend. That will be two weeks out from the injury. Our agent Warjanowski reported when he got hurt, he's going to be out three to four weeks. So probably going to be a couple more weeks for Maxey to come back. But with the way the Sixers are playing right now, they've been able to hold the fort with those guys out. And they should have them both back on the court here pretty soon. Sixers fans keeping their fingers crossed. Thanks, pal. Uh, sticking in the East after missing the final 10 games of the Bucks playoff run, Chris Middleton has yet to take the floor from Milwaukee this season. So, Jamal, how close is the three-time All-Star to making his return? Yeah, Malika, the Bucks feel like he's getting very close. Mm. Now, he's been back and forth with the G League team uh, a few times over the past few weeks and been able to kind of participate in a full practice with them. And this past Monday, the Bucks had a very light workout uh, here in Milwaukee before they go to New York to play the Knicks on Wednesday. Now, I asked Coach Mike Budenholzer, you know, do they think they need to see a full practice with Middleton and the Bucks on the floor before they activate him for a game? And he said not necessarily. Hmm. Middleton's, they like the work that he's gotten done so far in the G League. He's been around this team and he knows how to play with this roster and with Giannis and where he fits in. So once they kind of check off some final boxes, I think that he should be ready to rejoin the team. And uh, the Bucks have been rolling along. They've been one of the best teams in the NBA and have one of the best records in the East so far. But their offense is in the bottom half of the league so far in efficiency. Getting Middleton back should be a huge spark for them, and they're pretty hopeful that that's going to come pretty soon. The Bucks have been rolling, but in order to fulfill their championship aspirations, they certainly need Chris Middleton back on the floor. So shifting to the West now, Ohm Young Masuk and the Clippers. Ohm, no Kawhi Leonard, no John Wall, no Paul George, Luke Kennard all <laughs> out tonight against the Blazers. When should we expect to see PG and Kawhi back on the floor? Malika, they will not be back for at least two games. They are both not on this trip to Utah and at uh, to Portland and at Utah. The soonest we could see them would be Saturday against Sacramento, which would be the next game after this trip. Now, I would say that uh, there was a positive sign with Kawhi Leonard because on Sunday the Clippers ruled out Paul George and Luke Kennard for this upcoming two-game trip, but they did not immediately rule out Leonard. They said that his status was to be determined. Then yesterday he was ruled out. He did not make the trip, but to me that means he might be getting closer to a return. Now, if he does come back on Saturday, that would give him about, I think, 12 days since he rolled his ankle. That would also give Paul George two weeks from when he strained his right hamstring tendon in the first half against San Antonio. So perhaps the Clippers might be getting closer. After that home game on Saturday, they go on a four-game road trip, I believe. So this would be a, probably a good time for the Clippers to get their stars healthy. But of course, they're going to be careful. Yeah. Make sure these guys are healthy because they don't want these guys to get hurt again. If there's anything that we've learned from the Clippers over the last several years is that they're certainly going to be cautious with these types of injuries because they have high expectations for the season. Gentlemen, thank you for stopping by NBA Today. Still to come on our show, did y'all see this? This young man made a $75,000 half-court shot. We hear from him. That's coming up next. Yes. Cash money. Walk in. Uh, they
side. We get on the court. Everything is just a blur right now. I'm just so happy that people are saying good job and saying name. I thought I felt like I felt famous. I'm rich, rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. So there were 10 games across the NBA last night and on the same floor that Andrew Nemhard hit a buzzer beater to defeat the Lakers, a new star was born. Jamie Murray, $75,000 later, he is here with us in studio. Jamie, welcome to NBA Today. How are you feeling? So good. So happy. Welcome to the show. It's so good Thank to you. see you. Thank you so much. I I stood up off my couch when you made that last night. I was like, sir, yeah. what? you have had a, a night to sleep on it. I'm yes. sure the texts have been pouring oh in. God. The next morning, how are you feeling? Blessed, overwhelmed, just so happy that I made it. You know, I look at my phone, I got like 30 to 45 Instagram DMs. Oh, congratulations. People I haven't talked to in a while. Congratulations. I didn't know that was you. How'd you get down there? Tell me the whole story. And I'm just like, I don't even know. I'm just so in shock. You know, I'm just, yeah. just can't even, haven't even ate breakfast yet. I'm just <laughs> so like, I'm still trying to, you know, let it all sink in, but just blessed. No matter what, I'm blessed. Haven't even ate breakfast yet. It's all right. You can go to brunch later. It'll be all good. You said last night that the majority of the money you wanted to give to, to your mama. Yeah. Mom's got to come first. When did you tell her that? Um... For about a while, I've been kind of like, Mom, I want to help you. Mom, I want to help you. But she's not stubborn, but she'll be like, no, it's okay. Like, take care of your stuff first. Mom talk. But as soon as I, as soon as I made it, I called my dad because I was like, I don't think my mom's going to answer. I called my dad, and she, my dad's like, oh, I already saw it. I was like, did you tell my mom? She's like, yeah, I told, I told her already. And she was just going crazy, <laughs> just freaking out, going crazy, so happy. I love you so much, son, all that. I'm like... This yeah. is for you, literally for you. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Let's walk through the shot one mm -hmm. more time. I want to take one more look at it. What were you feeling and thinking? You can see it there on your screen. <laughs> what were you thinking as you heaved that up? Do you know it was good from the time you left your hands? To be honest, no. I did not. It looked a little short mm. from where I was looking at. It looked like it was going to hit the tip of the rim and fall short. Mm. But luckily, it went in. <laughs> and I was just so, like, you know, in shock that, right. like, it was a bank and you know it went straight in. I'm just like, nah, it can't be. But when I saw the lights going and like everyone going crazy, I'm like, okay, I made it. You, I made okay, it. but when you got the hug from Anthony Davis. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, like that's this, it. This is real. Well, all right. So we we have a hoop in studio. You wanna you wanna take yeah, a little sure. walk with me? So we have we have a hoop in studio. A couple of people have been very successful huh. in shooting on this hoop, including one Mr. Vince uh -oh. Carter Look and Kendrick Perkins. Uh -oh. We got a ball, I think, somewhere. Yeah, sir, uh, just me. What advice, Vince, do you have on shooting in this studio here? <laughs> so, Jamie, I'm going to say you, it's, it's tight in that studio. Uh -huh. There's not a lot of space. You shot the ball from half court and you had the <laughs> bank to work with. I'm not sure where you're going to shoot. Now, if you look up there, there's lights. Mm. So your yeah. follow through is extremely important. I'm just going to say I shot like 10 for 10 in there and didn't miss. They're all dumped. All right, we're done. All right, let's make our way over there. And, Perk, why don't you oh, tell chill, us Sinead, chill. What, 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 what advice do you have? <laughs> Uh, my advice is get close to the basket get as close possible, to the okay? Basket. Make it easier on yourself. That's what I always oh, do. Man. When in doubt, they tell me to shoot a jump shot, I go right in for a layup. He I goes, mean, make, get the for show oh, instead of trying shot. to get some more. Out. Out your business. So, Janae ah. has a good track record with the assists here. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to take a shot on our hoop? It's a little bit of it. All right. 
Should All right, we're going to get money on it again. <laughs> 75 <laughs> grand. No, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> you and me together. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't right. break nothing. What we got? Man, hold your follow through. Oh! 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 In your face. Come on, man. We have the results, Jamie, of a fan poll that we were taking throughout the show. I want to share with everyone who who do you think they thought the great the greatest Laker of all like time was? I'm who do you think uh, out of uh, the greatest Laker of all time? Oh, I was going Kobe. Yeah, yeah Kobe. it's a, it's a Kobe. Okay. Okay. Kobe Bryant wins the fan vote. The votes are in. According to our NBA Today QR poll, 64% of the vote, followed by Magic, Kareem, Shaq, and the logo, Jerry and I West. Know- I do want to bring yes. Jamie's father is Uh-oh. here with us as well. Want to bring him no. in. We don't have a microphone on him, but Dad, I know that you're so proud. Jamie, thank you so much for coming into studio. I can't believe you made that shot willy-nilly. This is a baller. Hey, Shooter Shoot NFL Live is coming up next. Turn around.